Welcome to the Altrusion Grace Media Podcast. My name is Matthew Schmitz, and I'm your host. Altrusion Grace Media focuses on occult, esoteric, and spiritual texts narrated in creative audiobook fashion. Here you will also find my original musical works, which sometimes accompany the text. If you enjoy my work, please follow and like the podcast and possibly leave a comment if you so choose. Also, make sure to visit me on YouTube and Bandcamp and consider joining my Patreon. All these links and more, as well as the description of the show you're about to listen to, are in the show notes for this episode. Again, welcome, thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. The Apocalypse of Abraham Part 1 The Legend The Book of the Revelation of Abraham, the son of Terah, the son of Nahor, the son of Serug, the son of Ru, the son of Arphaxad, the son of Shem, the son of Noah, the son of Lamech, the son of Methuselah, the son of Enoch, the son of Jared. Abraham's Conversion from Idolatry On the day when I plained the gods of my father Terah and the gods of Nahor, his brother, when I was searching as to who the mighty God in truth is, I, Abraham, at the time when it fell to my lot, when I fulfilled the services of my father Terah to his gods of wood and stone, gold and silver, brass and iron, having entered into their temple for service, I found the god whose name was Merameth, which was hewn out of stone, fallen forward at the feet of the iron god Nahan. And it came to pass, when I saw it, my heart was perplexed, and I considered in my mind that I should not be able to bring him back to his place, I, Abraham, alone, because he was heavy, being of a large stone. And I went forth and made it known to my father. And he entered with me, and when both of us moved him forward, so that we might bring him back to his place, his head fell from him, while I was still holding him by the head. And it came to pass... When my father saw that the head of Merameth had fallen from him, he said to me, Abraham. And I said, Here am I. And he said to me, Bring me an axe of the small ones from the house. And I brought it to him, and he hewed aright another Merameth out of another stone, without head, and the head which had been thrown down from Merameth he placed upon it and the rest of Merameth he shattered. And he made five other gods, and gave them to me, and commanded me to sell them outside in the street of the town. And I saddled my father's ass, and placed them upon it, and went towards the inn to sell them. And lo, merchants from Fandana in Syria were traveling with camels going to Egypt, to trade. And I spoke with them, and one of their camels uttered a groan, and the ass took fright and sprang away and upset the gods, and three of them were smashed, and two were preserved. 
And it came to pass when the Syrians saw that I had gods, they said to me, Why didst thou not tell us that thou hadst gods? Then we would have bought them before the ass heard the sound of the camel, and they would not have been lost. Give us, at any rate, the gods that remain, and we will give thee proper price for the broken gods, also for the gods that have been preserved. For I was concerned in my heart as to how I could bring to my father the purchase price, and the three broken ones I cast into the water of the river Gur, which was at that place, and they sank into the depths, and there was nothing more of them. When I was still going on the way, my heart was perplexed within me, and my mind was distracted. And I said in my heart, What evil deed is this that my father is doing? Is not he rather the god of his gods, since they came into existence through his chisels and lathes, and his wisdom? And is it not rather fitting that they should worship my father, since they are his work? What is this delusion of my father in his works? Behold, Merumath fell, and could not rise in his own temple, nor could I, by myself, move him until my father came. And the two of us moved him, and as we were thus too weak, his head fell from him. And he set it upon another stone of another god, which he had made without head. And the five other gods were broken in pieces down from the ass, which were able neither to help themselves, nor to hurt the ass, because it had broken them to pieces, nor did their broken fragments come up out of the river. And I said in my heart, If this be so, how can Merumath, my father's god, having the head of another stone, and himself being made of another stone, rescue a man, or hear a man's prayer, and reward him? And while I cogitated thus, I reached my father's house, and having watered the ass and set out hay for it, I brought the silver and gave it into the hand of my father Terah. When he saw it, he was glad, and he said, Blessed art thou, Abraham, of my gods, because thou hast brought the price of the gods, so that my work was not in vain. And I answered and said to him, Hear, O my father Terah, blessed are the gods of thee, for thou art their god, since thou hast made them. For their blessing is ruination, and their power is vain, they who did not help themselves. How shall they, then, help thee or bless me? I have been kind to thee in this affair, because by using my intelligence I have brought thee the money for the broken gods. And when he heard my word, he became furiously angry with me, because I had spoken hard words against his gods. I, however, having thought over my father's anger, went out, and after I had gone out, my father cried, saying, Abraham. And I said, Here am I. And he said, Take and collect the splinters of the wood, out of which I made gods of pine wood before thou camest, and make ready for me the food of the midday meal. And it came to pass, when I collected the splinters of wood, I found under them a little god which had been lying among the brushwood on my left, and on his forehead was written, God, Barasat. And I did not inform my father that I had found the wooden god Barasat under the chips. And it came to pass, when I had laid the splinters in the fire, in order that I might make ready food for my father, 
On going out to ask a question regarding the food, I placed Barasat before the kindled fire, saying threateningly to him, Pay careful attention, Barasat, that the fire do not die down until I come. If, however, it dieth down, blow on it, that it may burn up again. And I went out and accomplished my purpose. And on returning I found Barasat fallen backwards, and his feet surrounded by fire and horribly burnt. I burst into a fit of laughter, and I said to myself, Truly, O Barasat, thou canst kindle the fire and cook food. And it came to pass, while I spake thus in my laughter, he was gradually burnt up by the fire and reduced to ashes. And I brought the food to my father, and he did eat. And I gave him wine and milk, and he was gladdened and blessed his god Merumeth. And I said to him, O father Terah, bless not thy god Merumeth, and praise him not, but rather praise thy god Barasat, because, loving thee more, he hath cast himself into the fire to cook thy food. And he said to me, And where is he now? And I said, He is burnt to ashes in the violence of the fire, and is reduced to dust. And he said, Great is the power of Barasat, I will make another today, and tomorrow he will prepare my food. When I, Abraham, however, heard such words from my father, I laughed in my mind, and sighed in the grief and in the anger of my soul, and said, How then can that which is made by him, manufactured statues, be a helper of my father? Or shall the body then be subject to its soul, and the soul to the spirit, and the spirit to folly and ignorance? And I said, It is fitting once to endure evil. So I will direct my mind to what is pure and lay my thoughts open before him. And I answered and said, O Father Terah, whichever of these thou praisest as a god, thou art foolish in thy mind. Behold the gods of thy brother Ora, which stand in the holy temple, are more worthy of honor than these of thine. For behold, Zucius, the god of thy brother Oran, is more worthy of honor than thy god, Merimeth, because he is made of gold, which is highly valued by people, and when he groweth old in years, he will be remodeled. But if your god Merumath is changed or broken, he will not be renewed, because he is a stone. That which is also the case with the god Joavan, who standeth with Zucius over the other gods, how much more worthy of honor is he than the god Barasat, who is made of wood, while he is forged of silver? How is he made, by adaptation of man, valuable to outward appearance? But thy god Barasat, while he was still, before he had been prepared, rooted up upon the earth and was great and wonderful with the glory of branches and blossom, thou didst hew out with the axe, and by means of thy art he hath been made into a god. And lo, his fatness is already withered and perished, he is fallen from the height to the ground, he hath come from great estate to littleness, and the appearance of his countenance hath vanished. And he, Barasat himself, is burnt up by fire, and reduced to ashes, and is no more. And thou sayest, Today I will make another, which tomorrow shall make ready my food. He hath perished to utter destruction. Behold, 
the fire is more worthy of honor than all things formed, because even that which is not subjected is subjected unto it, and things easily perishable are mocked by its flames. But even more worthy of honor is the water, because it conquereth the fire and satisfieth the earth. But even it I do not call God, because it is subjected to the earth under which the water inclineth. But I call the earth much more worthy of honor, because it overpowereth the nature and the fullness of the water. Even it, however, I do not call God, because it too is dried up by the sun, and is apportioned to man to be tilled. I call the sun more worthy of honor than the earth, because it with its rays illumineth the whole world and the different atmospheres. But even I do not call it God, because at night and by clouds its course is obscured. Nor again do I call the moon or the stars God, because they also in their season obscure their light at night. But hear this, Terah, my father, for I will make known to thee the God who hath made everything, not these we consider as gods. Who then is he, or what is he, who hath crimsoned the heavens and made the sun golden, and the moon lustrous, and with it the stars, and hath made the earth dry in the midst of many waters, and set thee in, and tested me in the confusion of my thoughts? Yet may God reveal himself to us through himself. And it came to pass while I spake thus to my father Terah in the court of my house, there cometh down the voice of a mighty one from heaven in a fiery cloud burst, saying and crying, Abraham, Abraham. And I said, Here am I. And he said, Thou art seeking in the understanding of thine heart the God of gods and the Creator. I am he. Go out from thy father Terah, and get thee out from the house, that thou also be not slain in the sins of thy father's house. And I went out, and it came to pass when I went out, that before I succeeded in getting out in front of the door of the court, there came a sound of a great thunder, and burnt him and his house, and everything whatsoever in his house, down to the ground, forty cubits. Part 2 the Apocalypse Abraham receives a divine command to offer sacrifice after forty days as a preparation for a divine revelation. Then a voice came to me speaking twice, Abraham, Abraham, and I said, Here am I. And he said, Behold, it is I. Fear not, for I am before the worlds and a mighty God who hath created the light of the world. I am a shield over thee, and I am thy helper. Go, take me a young heifer of three years old, and a she-goat of three years old, and a ram of three years old, and a turtle dove and a pigeon, and bring me a pure sacrifice. And in this sacrifice I will lay before thee the ages to come, and make known to thee what is reserved and thou shalt see great things which thou hast not seen hitherto, because thou hast loved to search me out, and I have named thee my friend. But abstain from every form of food that proceedeth out of the fire, and from the drinking of wine, and from anointing thyself with oil forty days. And then set forth for me the sacrifice which I have commanded thee, 
in the place which I will show thee on a high mountain, and there I will show thee the ages which have been created and established, made and renewed by my word, and I will make known to thee what shall come to pass in them on those who have done evil and practiced righteousness in the generation of men. Abraham, under the direction of the angel Jeol, proceeds to Mount Horeb, a journey of forty days, to offer the sacrifice. And it came to pass, when I heard the voice of him who spake such words to me, and I looked hither and thither, and lo, there was no breath of a man, and my spirit was affrighted, and my soul fled from me, and I became like a stone, and I fell down upon the earth, for I had no more strength to stand on the earth. And while I was still lying with my face upon the earth, I heard the voice of the Holy One speaking, Go, Jol, and by means of my ineffable name, raise me yonder man, and strengthen him, so that he recover from his trembling. And the angel came, whom he had sent to me, in the likeness of a man, and grasped me by my right hand, and set me up upon my feet, and said to me, Stand up, Abraham, friend of God, who loveth thee, let not the trembling of man seize thee, for lo, I have been sent to thee, to strengthen thee, and bless thee in the name of God, who loveth thee, the creator of the celestial and the terrestrial. Be fearless, and hasten to him. I am called Jol by him who moveth that which existeth with me on the seventh expanse upon the firmament, a power in virtue of the ineffable name that is dwelling in me. I am the one who hath been given to restrain, according to his commandment, the threatening attack of the living creatures of the cherubim against one another, and teach those who carry him the song of the seventh hour of the night of man. I am ordained to restrain the leviathan, for unto me are subject the attack and menace of every single reptile. I am he who hath been commissioned to loosen Hades, to destroy him who stareth at the dead. I am the one who was commissioned to set on fire thy father's house together with him, because he displayed reverence for dead idols. I have been sent to bless thee now, and the land which the Eternal One, whom thou hast invoked, hath prepared for thee, and for thy sake I have wended my way upon the earth. Stand up, Abraham, go without fear, be right, glad, and rejoice, and I am with thee, for eternal honor hath been prepared for thee by the Eternal One. Go, fulfill the sacrifices commanded, for lo, I have been appointed to be with thee, and with the generation prepared to spring from thee, and with me Michael blesseth thee forever. Be of good cheer, go. And I rose up and saw him who had grasped me by my right hand, and set me upon my feet. And the appearance of his body was like sapphire, and the look of his countenance was like chrysolite, and the hair of his head like snow, and the turban upon his head like the appearance of the rainbow, and the clothing of his garments like purple, and a golden scepter was in his right hand. And he said to me, Abraham. And I said, Here am I, thy servant. And he said, Let not my look affright thee, nor my speech, that thy soul be not perturbed. Come with me, and I will go with thee, until the sacrifice, visible, 
but after the sacrifice, invisible forever. Be of good cheer, and come. And we went, the two of us together, forty days and nights. I ate no bread, and drank no water, because my food was to see the angel who was with me, and his speech, that was my drink. And we came to the mount of God, the glorious Horeb. And I said to the angel, Singer of the Eternal One, Lo, I have no sacrifice with me, nor am I aware of a place of an altar on the mountains. How can I bring a sacrifice? And he said to me, Look round. And I looked round, and lo, there were following us all the prescribed sacrificial animals, the young heifer, and the she-goat, and the ram, and the turtle-dove, and the pigeon. And the angel said to me, Abraham, I said, Here am I. And he said to me, All these slaughter, and divide the animals into halves, one against the other, but the birds do not sever, and but give to the men whom I will show thee, standing by thee, for these are the altar upon the mountain, to offer a sacrifice to the Eternal. But the turtle dove and the pigeon give to me, for I will ascend upon the wings of the bird in order to show thee in heaven, and on the earth, and in the sea, and in the abyss, and in the underworld, and in the garden of Eden, and in its rivers, and in the fullness of the whole world, and its circle, thou shalt gaze in them all. Abraham accomplishes the sacrifice under the guidance of the angel, and refuses to be diverted from his purpose by Azazel. And I did everything according to the commandment of the angel, and gave the angels who had come to us the divided animals, but the angel took the birds, and I waited for the evening sacrifice, and there flew an unclean bird down upon the carcasses, and I drove it away, and the unclean bird spake to me, and said, What doest thou, Abraham, upon the holy heights, where no man eateth or drinketh? Neither is there upon them any food of man, but these consume everything with fire, and he will burn thee up. Forsake the man who is with thee, and flee, for if thou ascendest to the heights, they will make an end of thee. And it came to pass, when I saw the bird speak, I said to the angel, What is this, my lord? And he said, This is ungodliness, this is Azazel. And he said to it, Disgrace upon thee, Azazel, for Abraham's lot is in heaven, but thine upon the earth, because thou hast chosen love for this dwelling place of thine uncleanness. Therefore the eternal mighty Lord make thee a dweller upon the earth, and through thee every evil spirit of lies, and through thee wrath and trials for the generations of ungodly men. For God, the eternal, mighty one, hath not permitted that the bodies of the righteous should be in thy hand, in order that thereby the life of the righteous and the destruction of the unclean may be assured. Here, friend, be gone with shame from me, for it hath not been given to thee to play the tempter in regard to all the righteous. Depart from this man. Thou canst not lead him astray, because he is an enemy to thee, and of those who follow thee, and love what thou willest. For behold, the vesture which in heaven was formerly thine hath been set aside for him, and the mortality which was his 
hath been transferred to thee. The angel said to me, Abraham, and I said, Here am I thy servant. And he said, Know from henceforth that the Eternal One hath chosen thee, he whom thou lovest. Be of good courage and use this authority, so far as I bid thee, against him who slandereth truth, should I not be able to put him to shame, who hath scattered over the earth the secrets of heaven, and hath rebelled against the Mighty One. Say to him, Be thou the burning coal of the furnace of the earth. Go, Azazel, into the inaccessible parts of the earth, for thy heritage is to be over those existing with thee being born, with the stars and clouds, with the men whose portion thou art, and who, through thy being, exist, and thine enmity is justification. On this account, by thy perdition, disappear from me. And I uttered the words which the angel had taught me, and he said, Abraham, and I said, Here am I thy servant. And the angel said to me, Answer him not, for God hath given him power over those who do answer him. And the angel spake to me a second time, and said, Now, rather, however much he speak to thee, answer him not, that his will may have no free course in thee, because the Eternal and Mighty One hath given him weight and will, answer him not. I did what was commanded me by the angel, and however much he spake to me, I answered him nothing whatsoever. Abraham and the angel ascend on the wings of the birds to heaven. And it came to pass when the sun went down, and lo, a smoke as of a furnace. And the angels who had the portions of the sacrifice ascended from the top of the smoking furnace. And the angel took me with the right hand and set me on the right wing of the pigeon and set himself on the left wing of the turtle dove, which birds had neither been slaughtered nor divided. And he bore me to the borders of the flaming fire, and we ascended as with many winds to the heaven which was fixed upon the surface. And I saw on the air, on the height, to which we ascended a strong light, which was impossible to describe. And lo, in this light a fiercely burning fire for people, many people of male appearance, all constantly changing in aspect and form, running and being transformed, and worshipping and crying with a sound of words which I knew not. And I said to the angel, Why hast thou brought me up here now? Because I cannot now see, for I am already grown weak, and my spirit departeth from me. And he said to me, Remain by me, fear not, and he whom thou seest come straight towards us with great voice of holiness. That is the Eternal One who loveth thee, but himself thou canst not see. But let not thy spirit grow faint on account of the loud crying, for I am with thee, strengthening thee. Abraham, taught by the angel, utters the celestial song and praise for enlightenment. And while he yet spake, and, lo, fire came against us round about, and a voice was in the fire like a voice of many waters, like the sound of the sea in its uproar. And the angel bent his head with me and worshipped, and I desired to fall down upon the earth and the high place on which we stood, at one moment rose upright, but at another rolled downwards. And he said, Only worship, Abraham, 
and utter the song which I have taught thee, because there was no earth to fall upon. And I worshipped only, and uttered the song which he had taught me. And he said, Recite without ceasing. And I recited, and he also himself with me recited the song. Eternal, mighty, holy El, God only, supreme, Thou who art self-originated, incorruptible, spotless, uncreate, immaculate, immortal, self-complete, self-illuminating, without father, without mother, unbegotten, exalted, fiery one, lover of men, benevolent, bountiful, jealous over me, and very compassionate, Eli, that is my God, eternal, mighty, Holy Sabaoth, very glorious, El, 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 Joel. Thou art he whom my soul hath loved, eternal protector, shining like fire, whose voice is like the thunder, whose look is like the lightning, all-seeing, who receiveth the prayers of such as honor thee, and turneth away from the requests of such as embarrass with the embarrassment of their provocations, who dissolveth the confusions of the world, which arise from the ungodly and righteous in the corruptible age, renewing the age of the righteous. Thou, O light, shinest before the light of the morning upon thy creatures, so that it becometh day upon the earth. And in thy heavenly dwelling places there is no need of any other light than that of the unspeakable splendor from the light of thy countenance. Accept my prayer, and be well pleased with it. Likewise, also the sacrifice which thou hast prepared, thee, through me who sought thee, accept me favorably, and show me, and teach me, and make known to thy servant as thou hast promised me. Abraham's Vision of the Divine Throne And while I still recited the song, the mouth of the fire which was on the surface rose up on high, and I heard a voice like the roaring of the sea, nor did it cease on account of the rich abundance of the fire. And as the fire raised itself up, ascending into the height, I saw under the fire a throne of fire, and, round about it, all-seeing ones, reciting the song, and under the throne four fiery living creatures singing, and their appearance was one, each one of them with four faces. And such was the appearance of their countenances, of a lion, of a man, of an ox, of an eagle. Four heads were upon their bodies, so that the four creatures had sixteen faces, and each had six wings from their shoulders, and their sides, and their loins. And with the two wings from their shoulders they covered their faces, and with the two wings which sprang from their loins they covered their feet, while the two middle wings they spread out for flying straight forward. And when they had ended the singing, they looked at one another and threatened one another. And it came to pass, when the angel who was with me saw that they were threatening each other, he left me and went running to them and turned the countenance of each living creature from the countenance immediately confronting him, in order that they might not see their countenance threatening each other. And he taught them the song of peace, which hath its origin in the Eternal One. And as I stood alone and looked, I saw behind the living creatures a chariot with fiery wheels, each wheel full of eyes round about, and over the wheels was a throne which I saw, 
and this was covered with fire. The fire encircled it round about, and lo, an indescribable fire environed a fiery host, and I heard its holy voice like the voice of a man. God discloses to Abraham the powers of heaven. And a voice came to me out of the midst of the fire, saying, Abraham, Abraham. I said, Here am I. And he said, Consider the expanses which are under the firmament on which thou art now placed, and see how on no single expanse is there any other but he whom thou hast sought, or who hath loved thee. And while he was yet speaking, and lo, the expanses opened, and beneath me the heavens, and I saw upon the seventh firmament upon which I stood, a fire widely extended, and light, and dew, and a multitude of angels, and a power of invisible glory over the living creatures which I saw, but no other being did I see there. And I looked from the mountain in which I stood, downwards, to the sixth firmament, and saw there a multitude of angels of pure spirit, without bodies, who carried out the commands of the fiery angels who were upon the eighth firmament, as I was standing suspended over them. And behold, upon this firmament there were no other powers of any other form, but only of angels of pure spirit, like the power which I saw on the seventh firmament. And he commanded that the sixth firmament should be taken away. And I saw there, on the fifth firmament, the powers of the stars which carry out the commands laid upon them, and the elements of the earth obeyed them. The Promise of a Seed And the Eternal Mighty One said to me, Abraham, Abraham. And I said, Here am I. And he said, Consider from above the stars which are beneath thee, and number them for me, and make known to me their number. And I said, When can I? For I am but a man of dust and ashes. And he said to me, As the number of the stars and their power, so will I make thy seed a nation and a people, set apart for me in my heritage with Azazel. And I said, O Eternal Mighty One, let thy servant speak before thee, and let not thine anger kindle against thy chosen one. Lo, before thou lettest me up, Azazel invade against me. How then, while he is not now before thee, hast thou constituted thyself with him? A Vision of Sin and Paradise the mirror of the world. And he said to me, Look now beneath thy feet at the firmaments, and understand the creation foreshadowed in this expanse, the creatures existing on it, and the age prepared according to it. And I saw beneath the surfaces of the feet, and I saw beneath the sixth heaven, and what was therein, and then the earth and its fruits, and what moved upon it and its animate beings, and the power of its men, and the ungodliness of their souls, and the righteous deeds, and the beginnings of their works, and the lower regions, and the perdition therein, the abyss and its torments. I saw there the sea and its islands, and its monsters and its fishes, and Leviathan, and his dominion, and his camping ground, and his caves, and the world which lay upon him, and his movements and the destructions of the world on his account. I saw their streams, and the rising of their waters, and their windings, 
and I saw there the garden of Eden, and its fruits, the source of the stream issuing from it, and its trees and their bloom, and those who behaved righteously, and I saw therein their foods and blessedness. And I saw there a great multitude, men and women and children, half of them on the right side of the picture, and half of them on the left side of the picture. The Fall of Man and Its Sequel And I said, O Eternal Mighty One, what is this picture of the creatures? And he said to me, This is my will with regard to those who exist in the divine world council, and it seemed well-pleasing before my sight. And then, afterwards, I gave commandment to them through my word. And it came to pass, whatever I had determined to be, was already planned beforehand in this picture. And it stood before me ere it was created, as thou hast seen. And I said, O Lord, mighty and eternal, who are the people in this picture on this side and on that? And he said to me, These which are on the left side are the multitude of the peoples which have formerly been in existence and which are after thee destined, some for judgment and restoration, and others for vengeance and destruction at the end of the world. But these which are on the right side of the picture, they are the people set apart for me of the peoples with Azazel, these are they whom I have ordained to be born of thee, and to be called my people. Now look again in the picture, who it is who seduced Eve, and what is the fruit of the tree, and thou wilt know what there shall be, and how it shall be, to thy seed among the people at the end of the days of the age. And so far as thou canst not understand, I will make known to thee, for thou art well-pleasing in my sight, and I will tell thee what is kept in my heart. And I looked into the picture, and mine eyes ran to the side of the Garden of Eden, and I saw there a man, very great in height and fearful in breadth, incomparable in aspect, embracing a woman, who likewise approximated to the aspect and shape of the man, and they were standing under a tree of the Garden of Eden. And the fruit of this tree was like the appearance of a bunch of grapes of the vine. And behind the tree was standing, as it were, a serpent in form, having hands and feet like a man's, and wings on its shoulders, six on the right side and six on the left. And they were holding the grapes of the tree in their hands, and both were eating it whom I had seen embracing. And I said, Who are these mutually embracing? Or who is this? who is between them, or what is the fruit which they are eating, O mighty Eternal One? And he said, This is the human world, this is Adam, and this is their desire upon the earth. This is Eve, but he who is between them representeth ungodliness, their beginning on the way to perdition, even Azazel. And I said, O Eternal Mighty One, why hast thou given to such power to destroy the generation of men in their works upon the earth? And he said to me, They who will to do evil, and how much I hated it in those who do it, over them I gave him power, and to be loved of them. And I answered and said, 
O Eternal Mighty One, wherefore hast thou willed to effect that evil should be desired in the hearts of men, since thou indeed art angered over that which was willed by thee, at him who is doing what is unprofitable in thy counsel? And he said to me, Being angered at the nations on thy account, and on account of the people of thy family who are to be separated after thee, as thou seest in the picture the burden of destiny that is laid upon them, and I will tell thee what shall be, and how much shall be in the last days. Look now at everything in the picture. And I looked, and saw there what was before me in creation. I saw Adam and Eve existing with him, and with them the cunning adversary, and Cain, who acted lawlessly through the adversary, and the slaughtered Abel, and the destruction brought and caused upon him through the lawless one. I saw there also impurity, and those who lust after it, and its pollution, and their jealousy, and the fire of their corruption in the lowest parts of the earth. I saw their theft, and those who hasten after it, and the arrangement of their retribution, the judgment of the great Assis. I saw there naked men, the foreheads against each other, and their disgrace, and their passion which they had against each other, and their retribution. I saw their desire, and in her hand the head of every kind of lawlessness, and her scorn, and her waste assigned to perdition. I saw there the likeness of the idol of jealousy, having the likeness of woodwork such as my father was wont to make, and its statue was of glittering bronze, and before it a man, and he worshipped it, and in front of him an altar, and upon it a boy slain in the presence of the idol. But I said to him, What is this idol? Or what is the altar? Or who are they that are sacrificed? Or who is the sacrificer? Or what is the temple which I see that is beautiful in art, and its beauty being like the glory that lieth beneath thy throne? And he said, Hear, Abraham, this which thou seest, the temple and altar and beauty, is my idea of the priesthood of my glorious name, in which dwelleth every single prayer of man, and the rise of kings and prophets, in whatever sacrifice I ordain to be offered to me among my people, who are to come out of thy generation. But the statue which thou sawest is mine anger, wherewith the people anger me who are to proceed from me, from thee, but the man whom thou sawest slaughtering, that is he who inciteth murderous sacrifices, of which are a witness to me of the final judgment, even at the beginning of creation. Why Sin is Permitted And I said, O Eternal Mighty One, wherefore hast thou established that it should be so, and then proclaim the knowledge thereof? And he said to me, Hear, Abraham, understand what I say to thee, and answer me as I question thee. Why did thy father Terah not listen to thy voice? And why did he not cease from the devilish idolatry until he perished, and his whole household with him? And I said, O Eternal Mighty One, it was entirely because he did not choose to listen to me, but I, too, did not follow his works. And he said to me, Hear, Abraham, as the counsel of thy father is in him, 
as thy counsel is in thee, so also is the counsel of my will in me ready for the coming days, before thou hast knowledge of these, or canst see with thine eyes what is future in them, how those of thy seed will be, look in the picture. A Vision of Judgment and Salvation And I looked and saw, lo, the picture swayed, and from it emerged on its left side a heathen people, and they pillaged those who were on the right side, men and women and children, some they slaughtered, others they retained with themselves. Lo, I saw them run towards them through four entrances, and they burnt the temple with fire, and the holy things that were therein they plundered. And I said, O Eternal One, Lo, the people that spring from me, whom thou hast accepted, the hordes of the heathen do plunder, and some they kill, while others they hold fast as aliens, and the temple they have burnt with fire, and the beautiful things therein they do rob and destroy. O Eternal Mighty One, if this be so, wherefore hast thou now lacerated my heart, and why should this be so? And he said to me, Hear, Abraham, what thou hast seen shall happen on account of thy seed who anger me by reason of the statue which thou sawest, and on account of the human slaughter in the picture, through zeal in the temple, as thou sawest, so shall it be. And I said, O Eternal Mighty One, may the works of evil wrought in ungodliness now pass by, but show me rather those who fulfilled the commandments, even the works of his righteousness, for thou canst do this. And he said to me, The time of the righteous meeteth them, first through the holiness flowing from kings, and righteous dealing rulers, whom I at first created, in order from such to rule among them. But from these issue men who care for their interests, as I have made known to thee, and thou hast seen. How long? And I answered and said, O mighty Eternal One, hallowed by thy power. Be favorable to my petition, for this hast thou brought me up here, and show me. As thou hast brought me up to thy height, so make this known to me, thy beloved one, as much as I ask, whether what I saw shall happen to them for long. And he showed me a multitude of his people, and said to me, On their account, through four issues, as thou sawest, I shall be provoked by them, and in these my retribution for their deeds shall be accomplished. But in the fourth outgoing of a hundred years and one hour of the age, the same is a hundred years. It shall be in misfortune among the heathen, but one hour in mercy and contumely as among the heathen. And I said, O Eternal Mighty One, and how long a time is an hour of the age? And he said, Twelve years have I ordained of this ungodly age to rule among the heathen and in thy seed, and until the end of the times it shall be as thou sawest, and do thou reckon and understand and look into the picture. And I looked and saw a man going out from the left side of the heathen, and there went out men and women and children from the side of the heathen, many hosts, and worshipped him. And while I still looked, there came out from the right side many, and some insulted that man, while some struck him. 
Others, however, worshipped him, and I saw how these worshipped him, and Azazel ran and worshipped him, and having kissed his face, he turned and stood behind him. And I said, O Eternal Mighty One, who is the man insulted and beaten, who is worshipped by the heathen with Azazel? And he answered and said, Hear, Abraham. The man who thou sawest insulted and beaten and again worshipped, that is the relief granted by the heathen to the people who proceeded from thee in the last days, in this twelfth hour of the age of ungodliness. But in the twelfth year of my final age, I will set up this man from thy generation, whom thou sawest issue from my people. This one all will follow, and such as are called by me will join even those who change in their counsels, and those whom thou sawest emerge from the left side of the picture. The meaning is, There shall be many from the heathen who set their hopes upon him, and as for those whom thou sawest from thy seed on the right side, some insulting and striking, others worshipping him, many of them shall be offended at him. He, however, is testing those who have worshipped him of thy seed in that twelfth hour of the end, with a view to shortening the age of ungodliness. Before the age of righteous beginneth to grow, my judgment shall come upon the lawless heathen through the people of thy seed, who have been separated for me. In those days I will bring upon all creatures of the earth ten plagues, through misfortune and disease and sighing of the grief of their soul. Thus much will I bring upon the generations of men that be upon it on account of the provocation and the corruption of its creatures, whereby they provoke me. And then shall righteous men of thy seed be left in the number which is kept secret by me, hastening in the glory of my name to the place prepared beforehand for them, which thou sawest devastated in the picture, and they shall live and be established through sacrifices and gifts of righteousness and truth in the age of the righteous, and shall rejoice in me continually, and they shall destroy those who have destroyed them, and shall insult those who have insulted them. And of those who defame them, they shall spit in the face, scorned by me, while they, the righteous, shall behold me, full of joy, rejoicing with my people, and receiving those who return to me in repentance. See, Abraham, what thou hast seen, and hear what thou hast heard, and take full knowledge of what thou hast come to know. Go to thy heritage, and lo, I am with you forever. The Punishment of the Heathen and the Ingathering of Israel but while he was still speaking, I found myself upon the earth, and I said, O Eternal Mighty One, I am no longer in the glory in which I was while on high, and what my soul longed to understand in my heart, I do not understand. And he said to me, What is desired in thine heart, I will tell thee, because thou hast sought to see the ten plagues which I have prepared for the heathen and have prepared beforehand at the passing over of the twelfth hour of the earth. Hear what I divulge to thee, so shall it come to pass. The first is pain of great distress, the second conflagration of many cities, the third destruction and pestilence of animals, the fourth 
hunger of the whole world and of its people. The fifth, by destruction among its rulers, destruction by earthquake and the sword. The sixth, multiplication of hail and snow. The seventh, the wild beasts will be their grave. The eighth, hunger and pestilence will alternate with their destruction. The ninth, punishment by the sword and flight in distress. The tenth, thunder and voices and destructive earthquake. And then I will sound the trumpet out of the air and will send mine elect one, having in him all my power, one measure, and this one shall summon my despised people from the nations, and I will burn with fire those who have insulted them and who have ruled among them in this age. And I will give those who have covered me with mockery to the scorn of the coming age, and I have prepared them to be food for the fire of Hades and for ceaseless flight to and fro through the air in the underworld beneath the earth, the body filled with worms. For on them shall they see the righteousness of the Creator, those namely who have chosen to do my will, and those who have openly kept my commandments, and they shall rejoice with joy over the downfall of the men who still remain, who have followed the idols and their murders. For they shall putrefy in the body of the evil worm Azazel, and be burnt with the fire of Azazel's tongue. For I hoped that they would come to me, and not have loved and praised the strange God, and not have adhered to him for whom they were not allotted, but instead they have forsaken the mighty Lord. Conclusion Therefore hear, O Abraham, and see, lo, thy seventh generation shall go with thee, and they shall go out into a strange land, and they shall enslave them, and evil entreat them, as it were an hour of the age of ungodliness. But the nation whom they shall serve, I will judge. <laughs>